We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we record this podcast on and pay our respects to Aboriginal elders, past, present and emerging. If you almost died twice while racing, would you want to stage a comeback? Would your wife want you to stage a comeback? Well, this guy is, and we're asking him why. Welcome, Phil Lamatina. How good's that intro? <laughs> you look yeah. a bit embarrassed, Phil. Oh, it's just, it's daunting more than anything, but anyway. What, the comeback or that intro? Um, no, I'm excited about the comeback. It's just, um, I do value and respect uh, a lot of people's opinion, mm. and um, I think that's the hardest part, that um, when you do ask... I know who to ask f- to get the answer that I'm always looking for. And it, <laughs> I know that... Many would say that's uh, manipulation. Phil. Well, it's, um, it's, it's crazy because um, I only told a lot of the people that I knew earlier on that I was thinking about it and I just wanted to gauge their response. Mm. With, and, is this within your family or within the Top Fuel team? Or? Um, I was more just... Family and friends. Yeah, okay. And um, there is a community of drag racing people that mm. um, that I've got to know over the years because mm. we've been racing for quite a number of mm. years now. Nearly, it's getting on uh, twenty years now. Yeah, right. So between um, so your entire marriage just about because it's your twenty. Well, yeah. Well, when we practically started and everything like that, it was um, originally my brother drove yeah, a, okay. um, a Ford Capri. It was a supercharged car. Angelo. No, John. Okay. Yeah, oh, right. he's. Okay. Um, and the reason why is he's just he's he's good at he was yeah good at he driving was, well and the best person for the job yeah, and okay. um and honestly the first initial time with that car even mm. though it was slower than mm. what the fuel car is now um it sort of scared me a little bit did it yeah it's really in, yeah it's interesting um and you always anything that I do is always try and find the right person for the job yeah. and um he was going to be the perfect person for the job so mm. that's why he got the gig mm. and um. We raced, you know, up in Mildura, and that's mm. how we—that's where we, you know, we first got to start with just an uh, an XWGT first. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was just going down the strip, and then yep. it, it progressed from there. Yeah, okay. It's a, it's a, not a bad story. It went it went it progressed from sort of mild to sort of wild, <laughs> out of control, very 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 quickly. Mild to wild in three point five seconds. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, right. Um, so I've spoken to. A couple of members of your family, namely your wife and your sister, um, your sister kind of said that she told you if you're going to stage a comeback, I only want to know if he's dead. <laughs> quote, think, unquote. Yeah, that was actually the, the quote. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a bit drastic. <laughs> but um, <laughs> It's a bit drastic. Um, you know, if anyone knows my sister, um, yeah, some, she'll just tell you how she's feeling mm. straight up. And especially if it's family, she's got no issues. You can um, guess which sister. Yeah. That's anyone's guess. <laughs> oh, no, the other one's, she's just, just got a little bit of a lower profile, but she's she's pretty. She, Does she though? Does she have a low profile? Teresa's got a lower profile. but Yeah, oh, just a little one, but she oh, okay. she's still very. Um, she's out and about with her Thermomix stuff. Though. Yeah, no, that, oh, that's, and she does that very well. But um, <laughs> Very well, I bought one from her. Yeah, so, um, but, um, and then she's, yeah, she she wasn't quite vocal in public, but she was very vocal mm. about me mm. making a bit of a comeback as well. When Let's I, talk about Sarah, though, your beautiful wife. Yes. Um, and I've seen that, you know what, we'll put the clip, the project interview, someone sent it to me yesterday. Um, we'll put that on the website. Um, how 
does she feel about the comeback? Because I can imagine as a wife and a mother, if that was my husband in that car, and I'm talking about the, the 15 crash, I would have been hysterical and I'd probably – I don't think I would have ever recovered. Yeah, she's um very strong woman. <laughs> yes, she is. And um, I've – Gone on the on record uh, numerous occasions that I wouldn't be really anybody without her. Mm. Um, she really does hold the whole thing together. Takes a big man to say that publicly, well, Phil. And it's but it's true because yeah. um, you know I wouldn't be able to ever nearly dress myself without her. <laughs> and on, I, that's become it's become I've become um, sort of accustomed to that. Yep. Um, so I sort of maybe take a little bit of advantage of that. Mm. Um, being a little bit hopeless a lot of times, but. Um, no, she comes away racing. She's fully supportive of the whole thing. Obviously, um, I would not have made the decision to, you know, do the comeback without her. Mm. And, um, you know, we, we discuss things, you know, at, you say at quite, a, you know, a length. But, mm. you know, at the end of the day, it's, um, you know, it's just something that she knows that it's... Look, the decision wasn't made just like, oh, I woke up in the morning and just said, you know what? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to drive the fuel car again. Yeah. This is um, sort of months and months in the ga- uh, in the making with a lot of pressure from, uh, I wouldn't say, hang on, I shouldn't say pressure. I would say conversations around um, the team mm. with me making a bit of a comeback and... You know, I sort of suppressed it as, you know, as, as long as I could. And, I, you know, because at the start I was, you know, it was no. Yeah. Um, but there's something that's, you know, just that little that little fire that sort of just continuously just burns. Just simmering away. So it, a little birdie told me that the, the confidence that you've got now to come back is because you've been doing a bit of development stuff with the chassis in the car so that crashes like that don't happen again. Oh, Have you well, been doing a bit of development work? Well, since the the second accident, yeah. um, we ended up obviously made the news back. The US is the heart of drag racing, mm. right? Mm. They they talk when they talk. They win the you know a race meeting or, or when they win the championship, they mm. say we won the world championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just because America right? America's the center of the world. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so what happened was uh, at the same time there was a very two very similar accidents. Myself and a bloke by the name of Larry Dixon. And in the states, in the states, yeah, okay. And the when what happened was our accident was my accident was first. Mm. So what happened was they dismissed it as you know, a couple of sort of country bumpkins, if you want to call that. Really? Yeah. That it, took off, Phil. Yeah, but anyway, so it's a long story. So the, what happened was the murmurings were very sort of behind the scenes okay. in America, yeah. like quietly mm. in the background, mm. sort of saying, "Listen, what's going on here?" Mm. And then when Larry's um, car split apart, very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, it's like alarm bells started ringing, and ah. then they made some they made some wholesale changes since then. Yeah, okay. And they weren't anything um, major or drastic. They yeah. knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just basically making the cars um, flex more and okay. more and see what they. It's like a piece of string. Yeah. Uh, sorry, a bit of wire. Yeah. They kept bending it, and mm-hmm. then finally it actually broke, and then they said, "Well, hang on, we've gone too far." So, yeah, I've. Since then, there hasn't been any similar accident at all, like okay. in the same, since same the, way. Since they've changed the construction of the chassis? Well, they just put more steel in it, basically. Okay. Yeah. More, more, more bars and more this and that. So, it took the flex out of the chassis. Yeah. And ever since then, there's been accidents, yep. but um, not attributed to the same cause. Yep. It was um, more um, other other issues, but um, all 
all three major ones that have happened so mm. far, the, all the, all the um, drivers have walked away. Well, you managed to walk away twice. How's well, your back? The, the, second wow. one, the second one, I actually had, I needed help on to, the, to get out, to be extracted out of the thing. I actually couldn't stand up. Well, you had a broken back, Phil. Yeah. Is it any wonder you well, stand Well, I up? didn't realise that at the time. I mm. thought I just um, hurt my back and, um, and broke ribs. Mm. That was the initial um, uh, diagnosis um, from the, in the ambulance sort of thing because I should have told them that I was, there was a burning sensation, which I didn't. Well, but then by that time there, I was, uh, was on the green stick a fair bit yep. and... To, to you know to ease, to the pain. ease the pain yep. and then but um the, the pain i don't know if my threshold was is a bit low or anything but it was pretty severe mm. and um 18 days in hospital with um on top was of it was only 18 days yeah including the operation so that yeah, wasn't okay. too bad um but i really they i knew i was forcing this situation to get mm. out because i was in queensland yeah uh, in brisbane not for anything they took good care of me but i just wanted to get home yeah and luckily enough um, I was able to be flown home, um, practically lying down rather than sitting. Right. Yeah, and um, it was in the plane, yep. our, our, our plane, so it yep. wasn't too bad. And then by the time I got home, but um, really after that, three months. Mm-hmm. Three months and you're back at it? No. Well, just back walking of, and I was able functional. To, yeah, I was able to get out to the farm and, and go to the office and, and just uh, do a few things and all that sort of stuff. For having a shattered vertebrae, that seems like a really quick recovery time. Well, when I went back... You know, to the doctor. Well, what's happened is the rods themselves. The whole process was pretty freaky. What they done was they um, cut me from the side because they couldn't come in from the behind because they had to scrape out all the broken material. Yep. So once they did that, they actually got a piece of um, bone from the bone bank, so a dead person. And then um, what? Yeah. So what, what they? Yeah. So what they did? It's crazy. So they got my bone, crushed that up. Freaking out a little bit. Yeah. And um, they got the dead person bone and they drilled a hole in it and then slipped it in position and then put, um, made it like a paste of my bone fragments. Huh? So, yeah, so it all um, bonded together. Like bricks and mortar. Yeah. And then the, the, the bone grew around it. Yeah. And the rods were only there to hold it into position because there was, there was a gap in my spine. So the rods themselves aren't really doing anything because it's all fused together now, but they're not going to take them out, so they're still in there. Wow. Yeah, and mean in on top of that, I had um, a compression fracture, a T6, up in between my okay. shoulder blades. Yeah. Compression fracture as well, which is Meh. the vertebra is, is instead of like a squarish rectangle, yeah, yeah. it's sort of pointed, squished, squished on one end. Yeah, right. Mm. But does that give you any ongoing that trouble? probably, would you believe, a little bit of weather change and everything like yeah, that, yeah. I sort of do feel that. So you can predict the rain coming four oh, days in well, advance. I don't have to worry too much because it never rains. <laughs> Hasn't rained for a while, so yeah, anyway. right. So, okay. So talk us through, a li- another little birdie told me that you were like a a backup chick for a Swan Hill local <laughs> on his licensing passes. No, that was in Mildura. Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, just... He was um, obviously quite nervous about getting his license and um, just I've known him a long time and just um, I said to him, I think it was more just to ease his mind that he's going okay and I just said to him, after after the burnout, the car's back up and obviously with a drag car you can't uh, see backwards. Mm. So they um, we rely on a person um, uh, run, or walking in front of the vehicle left and right with a bloke giving the directions from behind. Yeah, okay. Normally, that's, uh, for me, it's uh, Sarah. Yep. She'd, really? Yep. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, she's pretty cool. She, um, she'll... She's pretty cool. 
Oh, she'll take like the car's running and everything like that, and then if the idle's a little bit high, she'll push on. To uh, if a lot of people don't know the terminology, but where the injector hat is at the top, yep. Um, there's uh, the butterflies, the blades. Yep. So they turn, and then if there's it doesn't take much for the idle to come up, so she'll push on the blades and the idle will come down and it's easier to get into reverse. Gotcha. So she'll do that and then once I get into reverse and she's all good, she'll give me the signal to start backing up. Yep. So then she just gets in front with her arm up and gives directions left or right. Yep. Um, and i just done that for Lucas just to ease his mind a little bit. But, um, yeah. So is he licensed yet? Yeah, he, he licensed. That's my cousin. So you, so you say you, you've known him a long time. I've oh. known him all his life. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he did. He did, did not license- know that? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, so that's <laughs> you learn something every day. You learn something but, every day. But um, yeah, so no, he he went alright. He was just nervous as hell. You can tell when someone's nervous in a car. Oh, he's Lucas is a nervous yeah. character anyway. But yeah. um, yeah, you can see the the um the the way the car. I know mm. that sounds it's crazy. What but do you think it, of their car? The funny car. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. Is it? Yeah. yeah, I've never seen it raced. I've know? I've driven a funny car before. It just wasn't for me. I'm a bit of a dragster guy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah that's fair enough. Okay, so your first race, when? Where? Uh, look, at this stage here, it's 1st of November, first yep. round of the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, we have to go and test the car and, mm-hmm. and also to in the process. Mm-hmm. So uh, where are you going to do that? Relicense. Um, at this stage here, we don't know. We just see what the dates work out and all that sort of thing. Got a few things to do beforehand, but um, could be Sydney or, or Brisbane at Willowbank. So, Gee whiz, there's a, it's a lot of travel and a lot of money involved, isn't it? Really? It is. We've become accustomed to it. It's not too bad in Sydney. We've got um, the cars based in Sydney. We've oh, okay. Got the, we've yep. got the race shop yep. at, a, at a place called Smeaton Grange, which is out the um, west, yep. uh, western suburbs. And um, so it's not too bad to get the car there. Mm. But it is logistically for us, you know, driving to Sydney is not a huge issue anymore. So mm. and we yeah, so it's just easier to pile the, all the family in the car and yep. just go. Now, your son, Rocky, who saw the, the 15 crash... Mm. If he came to you tomorrow and said, Dad, I want to be a race car driver, what would you say to him? Well, he he has. He has already. Yeah, it wasn't just yeah <laughs> tomorrow. It's already has. Um, look, the the advice or the, the direction I gave him was um, at the end of the day, it's I, I wouldn't do it to him in mm. the sense of not, not that I wouldn't think he's more than capable. Um, he probably would be. But at that age, um, I didn't start driving until I was 30. Yep. So... My thoughts are is, first things first is, and before I did drive, I actually worked on the car. Yeah, okay. So that's what he's doing now. Okay. He's, he's learning the ropes. Um, last year he was a parts washer. Yep. So just wash parts. Yep. You know, like all that sort of stuff. Got whatever. to start at the ground. Got to start a thing. Yep. Um, help the boys um, gel with the team environment mm-hmm. and um, and start learning what um, the Rapposada boys, which is our, one of our fiercest competitors, summed it up beautifully it's you need to start at the parts washer so you can actually um understand what what part you're actually washing and what it actually does on the race cars because you see a lot of stuff come through yeah so that's a good learning experience this year this season uh the season coming up he's actually going to bolt a cylinder head on because we have to tear the car down every every run yep so he's gonna he's gonna bolt a cylinder head on and then just probably move around the car a little bit on different jobs and then um, through the next whatever couple of years, and then he's got to prove that he's, he's um, worthy. Well, not so much. I don't know. He's uh, if he gets offered, and off air we were talking about him potentially having positions waiting for him in the states. When he gets a bit older, and when he's worked his way sort of off the ground a little bit, would you let him go? 
let him go to the U. You like you said, it's the heart of motors. It's the heart of motorsport. That's where it. Oh, to go to the, the to go US, to the states, I'd, yeah. I'd nearly, if I was going to put that effort, not that, not that it'd be a huge effort, but he, he could go over. He could go over tomorrow. They just mm. love the work e- mm. ethics of um, a lot of the Australians to come over there, especially Australians uh, that are brought up on a farm. Well, th- and that that's another advantage. It does make a difference. It makes a big difference. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so then um, we, um, so what, what I'd do is I'd probably work on, um, I'd actually work on uh, going over there ourselves and race. Really? Yeah, that that's an alter. Conquer the US market. No, not conquer it, but just go and compete. Oh, you wouldn't go over there and go. Ah, oh, we'll just do what we can. You go <laughs> over to conquer it, Phil. <laughs> no, we. You and I both know you're not. Gonna, if you're going to do something, you're not going to do it half ass, are you? No, you're not. But um, <laughs> that's a that's a lifelong dream. When I started driving um, here in a, like with our f- own fuel car, was to um, was to compete in the US at a couple of races. At yeah. The, in the NHRA circuit, which is yeah, if you've to do that, I think that's something you've got to tick off your bucket list, and and it'd be cool as to go as a family, yep. and um, also to to a lot of our longer um, team members to go mm. over to have that opportunity as well. I think that'd be cool. Be once in a lifetime. Oh, that's amazing. It is. It's crazing. It's, yeah, I'll yeah. come. I don't know what I could do, but no, I'll come. Well, yeah, and, <laughs> and everyone's more than welcome. But um, yeah, it's and it's possible. Yeah. It is possible. We can. I think. Before, yeah, before it's over, or for me, I'll, yeah. I'd love to, yeah, line up in a car over there. Amazing. Well, we'll talk to you before then, but uh, that all sounds nerve-wracking but exciting, and I wish you all the very best for safe driving because, honestly, those crashes just, they make you feel sick. Do you feel sick now when you look back at them? And if you haven't seen them, we'll put them. They'll be both on the website. Ah, uh, look, it's not. It's hard to explain. I think um, I don't know what's wrong with me, honestly, because a normal person would look at that and say no. But um, I look, I look at, I just look at the future, and I'm so excited about jumping back in the race car, and um, and I don't know if I've got to prove anything. My dad said I've got to prove nothing to nobody. Mm. I've already done it. He's right. Um, Very you know, smart man, your dad. <laughs> You know, myself personally, I've won two Australian championships and our team's won four. Yeah. So, you know, we've, we've done what we've had to do when it comes to that side of things mm. for the success. Mm. Um, but I'm sort of results driven. So, and I just want to come, I, I think I can contribute to the to the team yep. driving. Yeah. And um, and obviously I'm looking forward to it that um, it's, it's such an exciting thing. It's hard to explain. Mm. But uh, the adrenaline rush is just, out of control, mm. out of control. The adrenaline rush when mm. you do a run, and um, I think it's just I need it. I don't know why. Yep. It's just that I need that injection. You're an adrenaline junkie. That's yeah. what they've called it. Oh, I get that. I, I get that. <laughs> I was too in my twenties. Um, motherhood changes you apparently. <laughs> um, Phil, thank you very much. We'll talk. Do you want to talk footy? Do you want to touch on that or? Uh, look, the footy. Yeah, that's um, you know, it's it's an interesting year this mm. year. It's my first year. I think we've had pretty much everything thrown at us but same old story i still believe that um the destiny is always in our own hands Mm. um i love being the underdog Mm -hmm. um we've got an opportunity here where we can um we can wreak havoc Mm. um at any one day i believe our team is capable of winning yep and the only thing that i think the boys struggle with is the the um the idea of themselves having the belief that they can win mm. and knowing if, how to be successful. Yeah, and yeah. I, th- I think it's, I think it's, it is a little bit of a downfall to be on that younger side. Um, but um, 
if they do believe what they they don't i hope they understand that they've got a, a group of people around them in the committee and the and the whole town and the football club themselves that do believe in them mm. and the only people that don't i think is themselves so yeah. if they can change that belief around um i believe that anything's possible on the day mm. anybody can win and i believe that we have a a, a group of, of of guys that um that can do it and like I said, they just got to believe in that. I, I believe in them, but um, they're the ones I've got to believe. I can't do it for them. That is true. Phil, thank you very much. No problem. We will speak to you again I appreciate it. in thank the you. future. So there you have it. Now, there is a clip from the project. They did a whole story on Phil and Sarah, and Rocky makes an appearance too, but it was four years old. Uh, yeah, four years ago. So bear that in mind. But... In, at the end of that story, as well as making reference again to how Sarah is his rock, he also says that he was never going back. Sarah says he was never going back. And yet, here we are, four years later, and he is coming back. So we'll chat to Phil as the date gets closer. Watch this space for more story time in the coming weeks. Thanks for listening. <laughs>